understanding. You can appreciate them. Just put hands in for them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jude chapter 1. It has only one chapter. Jude 1. And I want to read verse 22. Jude 1, 22. And of some having, or of some have compassion, making a difference. Verse 23. Others save with fear, pulling them out of fire, eating even the garments spotted by the flesh. Verse 24. That's where I'm really going. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. Hallelujah. <laughs> My not falling has something to do with me. There is someone that is able to keep us from falling. Don't be afraid that when you have a scandal-free marriage for 50 years, don't be afraid that when you still be burning for Jesus when you are 75, there is one that is able to keep you from falling. Whether it's a fall uh, into sin or a fall through defeat, we will not fall in battle. Because whatever kind of fall, there is one that is able to keep us from falling. Oh, glory to God. And if it is God, it does a thorough job. <laughs> and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with joy. Many years ago, I read in Angels on Assignment, and uh, Pastor Buck wrote, when Gabriel came to his house, he told him of God's several priorities. And he said, number one, the most important thing to God is the blood of Jesus. Because by it, atonement has been made. Hebrews 10, 14 says, he has by one offering. And we, we, we talked a bit on that on Wednesday. We will not do so much of that this morning. But every Christian, our confidence is built on the fact that Jesus entered the tabernacle of heaven once and for all. And perfection has been obtained for us. The meaning is that the sacrifice was a perfect sacrifice. So when God looks down from heaven, he sees you only through the blood of Jesus. That means flaws and faults are covered. That's what the Bible says, unto him that is able to keep us from falling and present us faultless. Can you imagine? He's going to present us to himself. God has a very huge sense of humor. We say God is funny. He worked something out and he brought that thing to show himself. And he started laughing. The whole idea of covenant, there was no covenant God had with man in the Bible that man did not break. So he had with Abraham, the children of Israel broke it. He had with Adam, there were about seven covenants in the Bible. The covenant with Adam, the covenant with Noah, the covenant with Abraham, the covenant with David. And then there is what we call the new covenant. There is what we call eternal covenant. 
at different dispensations all through human history, God made covenant with man. The one he made with David, Solomon broke it. Part of it was that they must not marry strangers. And he did. Because God said, they will turn your heart. You are not going to turn them, they will turn you. Evil communication corrupts good manner. Good manner does not undo evil communication. You've heard me say that many times. A white cloth can be stained by a black charcoal, but a white cloth cannot whiten a black charcoal. So when God tells you to stay away from some things, you better do. Are you following me? Are you following me? I'm allowed, I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us. So every covenant. So when God saw that, and the book of Hebrews talks about the Father because of the weakness of man, and then for two reasons. Every covenant must have a kind of high priest that helps with the atonement, with the rituals of the covenant. And God discovered that those priests could not continue for two reasons. Number one, death. They had age limits. Aaron died one day. Nadab, Abihu, everybody, all of them died one day. Then God said, number two, even the priest himself had faults and flaws. The only way Aaron could make it in the presence of God if you read Leviticus 16, Aaron will enter the temple. Apart from sprinkling the blood on himself, he will quickly put something in the incense and smoke will cover him. So God must see Aaron only through the smoke. Otherwise, Aaron will die. But we have the blood. Once a Christian says, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, God does not see your ability. He sees the sacrifice of Jesus. You have to understand I don't want to go to this. But you have to understand the thinking of the realm of the spirits. That's what somebody will take. If in, it's very easy for an African to understand. That somebody will take a goat to a native doctor. They will spill the blood and something will happen to the person. In the realm of the spirit, blood means so much to them. Now, how much more the blood of Jesus Christ? The Bible says, who through eternal spirits offered themselves. Jesus' blood group is PB precious blood. Not like it. And because Jesus is eternal, his blood is eternal, so he only needed to do it just once. Hallelujah. Are you, are you, are you with me? <laughs> There's just a story I'm about to this morning. It's going to be a brief service, but because evening will be powerful. Are you following me? Now, this is very important. I enjoyed last Sunday. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you following me? Every covenant, so man broke. Now you can sit down. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for standing with me. <laughs> Every covenant, man broke. Every covenant, man broke. So God decided to do something. And then because man will not live forever also. As soon as David died, Solomon broke the covenant. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the patriarch the, the made it. They, they didn't break it. Abraham didn't break it. Isaac didn't break it. Jacob, but their children broke it. And God got angry with them. So God discovered that the only thing to do, it will be just like what we read, until that is able to uh, keep you from falling and present you to himself. So one day God decided that the only covenant that will not be broken is the covenant between me and me. 
this is where the whole idea of and the word became flesh came from. So as if the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit sat down together. And they said, since we are three, why not make a covenant between ourselves on behalf of man so that it cannot be broken? Somehow we do it within ourselves, but we get man involved, but we don't do it with man. It's a covenant. So Christians don't have covenant with Jesus. A lot of Christians have made that mistake. You don't have covenant with Jesus. You are a product of God's covenant with Jesus. Did you get that? Your dad and your mom, you don't have a covenant with your father. Your dad and your mom read a vow. They read a covenant together. For death till death do us apart. They join together in that covenant. That covenant produced you. So you are a product of a covenant. You and your father never went out to read any vow. That today, today, you are my son, you are my father. <laughs> uh, did you read that? But dad and mom read one. And you, well, if you are married, you read one also. And if you're about to marry, you are about to read one. So you are going to stand before that man and that woman and say, today, in the prayers of many witnesses, with this, and then they say, what token do you show for this covenant? You bring out the ring. Which to some people is a bondage. <laughs> and then you put it. And they say, with my body, I honor you. With my all I have, I share with you. All I am, I give to you. Till death do us apart. It's a covenant. So marriage is a covenant. So Christians, we don't have covenant with Jehovah. Jehovah had the covenant with Jesus. He said, Zechariah 9, 11, As for you, because of the blood of your covenant, I have set for your prisoners from pit where there is no water. So God and Jesus had the covenant. And the covenant produced Christians. Glory to God. That is why we cannot break it because we were not part of it. He produced us so we can't break it. Man broke every covenant. So God made a covenant with himself. And that covenant is sealed by the blood of Jesus. Every covenant we have blood sacrifice but sealed with something. That of Jesus was actually blood covenant but it was sealed by the Holy Ghost. In the time of Noah, he to spill blood when he came from the ark and the rainbow was the sign. Forever we see our rainbow till now. God endorsing the covenant by sending rainbow. That of Abraham, it was circumcision that will reveal something must be a token that must show the covenant. He said, everybody born in your house must be circumcised. That of David had something to do with praise. Every covenant. Jesus, the Holy Ghost sits over the covenant, but it, is, it was sealed by the blood of Jesus. And this blood, the Bible says, speaketh better things. And this is what I just want to read this morning. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24. I am glad that this is where we have come to. Hebrews 12, 24. Hallelujah. Blessed are those who know this because it gives you confidence in life. Let's start from verse 22. Hallelujah. But you are come to Mount Zion. Say amen. I, I have come to. So I have left my family. My lineage. I have come to Mount Zion. To the city of the living God. 
to the heavenly Jerusalem. There is a Jerusalem in heaven. But the interesting thing is that all of us are sitting there. Oh, I'm not just a Nigerian. Hallelujah. There is a place called heavenly Jerusalem. And to innumerable company of angels. Angels are no longer strange to us. We have become pals because they are, we are together in heavenly Jerusalem. Mm. Next verse. So the general assembly and the church of the firstborn. Where are they this morning? Can you shout amen if you want to? <laughs> Which are written in heaven. Some translation they put registered in heaven. So my name is already registered in heaven. We are never afraid of rapture. We are registered in heaven. And nothing will delete our name. The Bible says, the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirit of just men made perfect. Just men of old. We have come. We gather with them. Sometimes, God allows saints in heaven to see some of our services on earth. Because God, Hebrews 11, the last verse, God having provided something better for that without thought they should not be made perfect. Probably Moses is watching this service this morning now. We are experiencing what they could not experience because the blood was not shed for them. Hallelujah. The New Testament glory is awesome. Hallelujah. That is why whether there's money or not, whether you feel sick or not, we have enough reason to rejoice that there's no reason to be depressed. And when you keep rejoicing in spite of your challenges over what Jesus has done, after a while, your life will wrap up and meet that joy. It will align. Glory to God. Let, let's go on. That, that Hebrews 11. Now let's 23. Then we'll go to 24. But you are come to Manzana. Now we, we've read that one. 23. We'll stop at 23. Now go to 24. So the General Assembly said to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling. The Bible is telling you things available in heavenly Jerusalem. It said you have come to enough angels around you. You have come to God, the judge of all. You have come to Jesus Christ. All of them are together in an arena and you are part of the arena. He said to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Blood speaks. We stopped last week for service when Cain killed Abel, and God said to Cain, where is your brother Abel? The voice of your brother's blood is crying from the ground, because blood can speak. So there is a story I want to show us, of the speaking effect of the blood. And the story is a story of a prostitute that you know very well. Let's go to Madame Rahab's house. Joshua chapter 2. So two spies came to the land. Oh, if only we believe. And we are believers, so we believe. Everybody was afraid of them. She took them in. She took a risk. And she hid them. Well, I don't know. But somebody has said that it actually showed that one of them probably had an affair. Maybe then or later will. Because Rahab later gave back to somebody that gave back to somebody that gave back to David. So it was beyond just hiding them. <laughs> Anyway, are you with me? But she did. And when they were leaving, verse 20, they began to tell us something. Go to verse 20. When they were about leaving, 
I'll go to 18. Let's start from 18. Behold, when we come to the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread. That is a red thread. God started showing people bit by bit the effect of the cross from Old Testament. From the blood of animals and goats. Now, Rahab was not a Christian. She was not a Jew. She was not a Jewess. She was not in Israel. So she didn't know about animal sacrifice. Because when God, every, every time God saved man in Old Testament, he did it under the auspice of the blood. So he looked at Rahab. But you, you don't have a lamb in your house. You are not an Israelite. You don't have a tabernacle you can go to offer blood. What represent blood? Fortunately, she had a red scarlet. She had a scarlet, red stuff in the house. She used it to lower those guys down. And those guys said to her, Rahab, do us a favor. This city will fall for sure. We are going to surround the city and shout. It will come down. But there is something that can speak for you. Say, take this scarlet. You shall bind it to your window. And thou shalt bring thy father, <laughs> thy mother, thy brethren, and all thy father's house home unto this. Next week, I will talk about how can we, what can a Christian do that can get him away from this protection? What can a Christian do? So if a Christian commits fornication, is he outside? No, no. Is fornication wrong? Extremely wrong for a Christian, no doubt about it. But that doesn't get you out. Does lying get a Christian out? No. Is lying good? No. Is lying, lying is bad. Lying is forbidding. Fornication is forbidding. Let, let me say this very clear. No, without missing words. The Bible does not support sex before marriage. Period. Hollywood can. Any other person can. Hollywood can. Magazines can. God is not afraid of his stand. And he will not change his stand. So no matter the noise out there. Save sex. God, we are not preaching sex. and We are preaching abstinence. Write it down. But there are preachers who are afraid of telling people the truth now. If, if I happen to be the only one in the world that will continue to stand that no sex will marry, I will preach it till I die. Let God be true and let all men be liars. God is not afraid of majority of opinion like many people do. Everybody's talking though, so you are carried by what they are saying. Ah, maybe, maybe we are going too far. Maybe ooh, ooh, we go with the Bible. You see, God has no problem. He sits down and is waiting. Maximum you spend 90 years on that. You come and stand before him and you make mouth. All the things you are saying on that. That was the last thing Enoch saw as he was leaving the house. Earth. Enoch, Bible said the seventh man from Adam, Jude chapter 1. He said the Lord covered with 10,000 of his saints. Actually millions. The largest number they could phantom then was, was thousands. Enoch saw a vision of Jesus returning. Even though he was a man before Adam. And he said, I saw the Lord. He said the Lord is coming with 10,000 of saints. He said they will render justice against ungodly men. And the words they have spoken against him. In this generation, words are going to heaven on social media every now and then. And God is watching. Time will tell. And a day of reckoning will come. For every law God has given, man has given a counter law. Nothing wrong with abortion. Nothing wrong with that. Everything God has said, man, Enoch said, a day is coming. They will come and answer their ungodly stuff they said against him. Because creator can never be afraid of creation. Hallelujah.
When you have listened to some people too many times, you don't know what is true again because that's what you are listening to. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, Lord Jesus. All their hard speeches, look at it. Which of God's listeners have spoken against him? Hard speeches. There's no time I open my face that I don't see hard speeches. Hard speeches. People talk against God, talk against everything. God talks about submission. End time talks about, no, share your truth, stand. No, nobody, nobody, they know. Absolute liberty outside Christ is the very definition of bondage. To live without restraint, without discipline, you're already in bondage. To want to see anything that comes to your mouth, you are bound already. Even all Yorubas and Igbos and the forefathers will not do that. They believe in discipline or what? You don't. You can't just say anything you want. You want to do. Are you following me? Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So they said, "Tie this," as she did. And they said, go back to uh, that Joshua chapter 2. And they started telling her that now the guy said something. They were so sure because they knew that the blood would speak. You know, they were Israelites. The blood used to cover their sin for one year. So when we come to the land, you shall bind this. I love this part. Maybe we emphasize this next week. Only Rahab brought them in. But our action could cover our family. Oh, dear Lord Jesus, are you listening to me this morning? Your father might not be born again. Your salvation, now, your salvation does not make your father born again. But the father you are in that family can protect them against onslaught of the enemy. A person can be born again, and because of you, ancestral causes will not only end your life, to end in the entire family. People have not been trained this way. They've been told that even though you are born again, all those things still affect you, and then you are seeking for deliverance. How about looking at the Bible? A prostitute, just Rahab alone. These two guys were not evangelists. They told her that, you know what? All you need to do, all you need to do. They did not even tell her to change her nature. All you need to do, tie this thing on your window. Anybody who is in. Now, they were born not to say that if anybody comes in, your father, your mother, and they die inside, the blood is on our head. They said, but if they step out, that's the condition. Verse 19. Look at what they said. It shall be, whoever shall go out of the doors of thy house into the street, his blood shall be upon his own head. Say, the contract says, gather them inside your house. Put this ribbon, put this scarlet on your house. The blood will speak mercy over that building. Say, but if anybody steps out and he dies, he's on his own. We are not responsible for that. Now they said, his blood shall be on his head, but we will be guiltless. And whosoever shall be within the house, his blood shall be on our head if any hand be upon him. Hi. How powerful is the blood? Look at guarantee. Look at two men talking authoritatively. Say they have come. This city will fall. Nothing will happen to anybody under this scarlet. Bring your people in. Your people were not the ones that helped us. But for your sake, if they can come where the blood is, they are protected. Say, but if they step out, they're on their own. He said, but if they don't step out and they die inside, hold us responsible. Can there be a stronger assurance than this? These are mortal men talking. 
and Rahab brought the whole family in. And you know the rest of, rest of the story. They marched around Jericho, and at the seventh time they shouted, the blood held a building. Oh, archaeologists have said that the wall of Jericho did not actually fall down. It actually sank. Because the wall, they said that six chariots could run on the wall side by side. In fact, Rahab was living on the wall also. So the wall was thick enough, thicker than six buildings put together or three buildings put together. That was, so if it fell, it would have still been difficult to come in. Did you get that? Because the width was very thick. They used to do chariot race on it. Six chariots side by side. So it must have been how many meters wide. So if that should fall, it will still be taller than a man. So you will not be able to enter in spite of that. So what God did was that the, the wall sank. Yeah. It was pressed inside by angel. There are some walls in people's life that God will kick down. There are some other walls God will push in. <laughs> and there are some other walls God will just remove. And there are some other walls God won't bother with the wall. He'll just take you and put you on the other side. Because God likes to use different methods. That's why, <laughs> oh, like to God is awesome. Uh, yeah, it's always fizzy also. It's awesome. Moses stood by the Red Sea. It, it was in the Bible, he pointed the rod, zoom. And overnight, the water parted. When it was Elijah, he said, we've used that method, but let's not use the method. Elijah took his garments and he smote the water and he parted immediately and he passed. When Jesus came, <laughs> he said, let's not repeat what these small boys have done. Jesus said, there is no need to remove my clothes. He just walked as if there was no water. No, no time to waste. Hallelujah. Different methods. If I skipped one, Moses rolled. The four priests, they stepped in. When they put their leg, the water parted. Elijah used his garment. So they used Ark of Covenant to part the water. One used rod, one used his garment. Some used Ark of Covenant. Jesus used nothing. As he was walking, <laughs> he just walked. If Elijah must have seen in heaven, he must have said to Elijah, Technology. That still, still levels. <laughs> I'm sure all of them in heaven, <laughs> all the guys who had parted the sea before Elijah, Elijah, when you witness it, the priests, Moses, when Jesus stood by Jordan, all of them must have been looking, what's he going to do now? The boat has left. Elijah said, Well, it was a mantle on. Moses said, No, maybe we'll use rod. He can manufacture one rod. Joseph looked at all of them. What rubbish are you saying there? You are about to see a new technology in the spirit. It just started working. Moses said to Elijah, What? They said to the priest, What? Did you see that? <laughs> Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I have come to just say this morning. The blood is on you. It protects you. It protects everything connected to you. For your sake, good things are happening in your family. 
Because the blood lives where you live. On your seat, shout, I put the blood of Jesus. On myself, my family, my home, my car. Say it repeatedly. Keep saying it by yourself. I don't want to lead you right now. Make your own confession of the blood of Jesus Christ. Just you are going the wrong direction. Apply the blood right now. Get up and speak. The blood of Jesus changes the, the trajectory of your life right now. Say with your mouth. That is how to put this candle on your window. Open your say it loud and clear. It changes the equation right now. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb. I too, I overcome this morning by the blood of the Lamb. If there is a pattern you have noticed, it's time to shout the blood, speak the blood over your life. spirits. I speak the blood of Jesus over you. The blood shouts mercy over you. The blood shouts breakthrough over you. The blood shouts blessing over you. The blood shouts forgiveness over you. It separates you from others in the name of Jesus Christ. Rejoice and give God praise. 
like this. When we pray like this, a short prayer like that, you don't know the impact of the prayer. It's not in the amount of time or effort. It's in the power of the truth behind the prayer. There are enough angels who have carried out what we have just said now. Because... This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. The covenant has nothing to do with me. Jesus Christ did it. When his blood is mentioned, something has to happen. Glory to God. So rejoice again. Give God praise. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you.